Thank you to, for listening to KTH 910 AM. You are listening to the interview of the week. It's a special program that we have, a pre-recorded program that we have every Saturday where we talk to local people, local apostolates, and uh, just get the local scoop of what's happening in the Catholic world here in North Texas. And you might be wondering, normally this is Dave Palmer that hosts this program, but today he let me have uh, a chance at it um, because we often get ideas for what we should talk about because there's so much going on we can't remember everything but I actually this time I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw something kind of exciting that one of our local uh, Catholic Pregnancy Resource Centers Loretto House has some exciting news happening that they were expanding and I thought that would be a great interview idea and so Dave goes go for it Sissel so I am so happy uh, to welcome to the program um, Randy Bullock who is the executive director of Loretto House which currently is a preg- Catholic Pregnancy Resource Center in Denton that's near uh, TWUNT at uh, 1100 North Bonnie Bray Street in Denton. Um, but exciting news coming up. They're expanding to the Flower Mound, Louisville area. So we have a lot to talk about. We'll go over the mission of Loretta House. If you've never heard of it, it's a beautiful mission and just all the exciting happenings. So welcome to the program, Randy. Cecil, thank you so much. It's a privilege to be visiting with you, and uh, I don't know that we'll have enough time, as people realize, when you get me started talking about <laughs> Loretto House, I, it's, I just don't know when to quit. So, well, I guess you're in the uh, right I'll world, then. Get, <laughs> yes, yes, but yes, we have so many exciting things, my gosh, and uh, with so much negativity mm. uh, on the news and things that people have to deal with today. We're just so blessed that uh, Loretto House has still continued to be a beacon of hope for women and their husbands and their children uh, in this time. So uh, uh, go ahead and whatever questions you have, I I know you might have some specific things that your uh, listeners might want to know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I mentioned, it's a beautiful ministry, and I've known about it for many years, but um, it, not everyone listening may know exactly what Loretto House is or even really what a Catholic Pregnancy Resource Center is. So could you just give us a little bit of the backstory of how it got started and what exactly it is that you all do? Yes, of course, uh, we owe everything to my wonderful and holy wife, Laurie, who uh, received a message upon her heart from our Blessed Mother that there needed to be a Catholic Pregnancy Resource Center in Denton. And this happened about 13 years ago, and by the grace of God, uh, many doors have been opened through the years, and we have grown from serving about 250 women each year, and it looks like this year we will probably have about 5,000 individual sessions with uh, women and men. Uh, It's just been an amazing uh, ride, uh, so to speak. It's (laughs) Uh, it's just been amazing, but uh, thank God that uh, Laurie said yes to our Blessed Mother, and uh, she is the heart of Loretto House. I take care of some of the managerial things here at the center, but uh, as all of our advocates and volunteers would say, is uh, Laurie is definitely the heart of Loretto House, and mm. that's the most important thing here is that this is our Blessed Mother's mission. Mm, absolutely. And why specifically is it called Loretto House? Well, that's a long story. We don't have <laughs> enough time to uh, I guess talk the, the about shortened version. Exactly, <laughs> but our, our charism comes from the Holy House of Loretto, and uh, many Catholics are not aware that's the tiny little house that Mary and her 
parents, St. Joachim and St. Anne, lived in in Nazareth 2,000 years ago. It's the place where the Gabriel angel appeared, the incarnation of our Lord occurred, uh, the Holy Family lived there, and it's an amazing story of how God sent angels to transfer that tiny little home through various locations, but it ended up in Loreto, Italy, mm-hmm. and there's a giant basilica built over it. It's a wonderful story. I, I advise all your listeners to please Google Holy House of Loreto and learn about what the charism is about the Holy Family and why we attach that to how we serve women and men and children in, in our mission. Mm, definitely. It is a really miraculous story. Definitely do look it up. Um, so a Catholic Pregnancy Resource Center, you hear that and you kind of say, okay, so if a woman comes in or um, a couple comes in and they have an unexpected pregnancy, what is it that Loretto House offers to them to help them through this journey? Well, we have a vast array of services. Of course, the most important thing is that we have advocates who I, I consider very holy women who are here to listen. That's the primary thing that we do is listen. We're not here to preach. We're not here to condemn. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's our policy. We do not show any type of graphic images mm-hmm. of abortion. Um, we're here to listen and to provide love and resources to help the woman love her baby. Now, the best thing I could say is we try to emulate our Blessed Mother. If you can imagine, what would a a young girl back at the the original Holy House, how would our Blessed Mother respond to a young girl who was frightened who knocked on her door? And that's Mm -hmm. what we try to do is to build a relationship and find ways that she can still achieve her life goals, and not perceive the baby as being an obstacle. And Mm -hmm. so we have, my gosh, we have so many uh, things to assist her. Uh, We have material goods like diapers and wipes and baby clothing, and we also offer uh, 145 different curriculum. Uh, Interesting thing about Loretto House is, you know, you'll hear people complain about pro-lifers that, oh, all you care about is the baby. Right. That's not true in the way we serve our guests. We serve mom all the way through her pregnancy, preparing her for the best outcome for the birth. And also we serve women up to 36 months after the child is born with continuing material goods, resources, uh, and education. So we walk with them a long time. And that's one reason that our model is fairly expensive to operate, is that we do provide so much for our, our women and men. Mm, absolutely. Just a reminder that this is uh, Cecil Anderson with the 910 AM interview of the week, and I'm talking to Randy Bullock, the executive director of Loretto House, which is a Catholic pregnancy resource center in uh, Denton, but it's now expanding into the Flower Mound area as well. And as Randy mentioned, that it is an expensive ministry. Um, so there, if you are interested in learning more about how you can help with them, uh, you can go to LorettoHouse.org for their overall website, but then if you specifically need want to donate, LorettoHouseBenefactors.org is the website, LorettoHouseBenefactors.org. Um, so, Randy, uh, just a quick question, because a lot of things, a lot of, um, we've had a lot of shutdowns, let's just say, this year. It's been a rough year. How have you all yeah. done ever since the COVID-19 pandemic started? Were you all, did you all ever have to, like, fully shut down? We actually... 
thought about it, and then we found out that we, we had a way that we could continue serving women, and, and thank God that our Blessed Mother led us to uh, try and stay open. We're actually serving more women now than ever wow. before. And a typical day here, what we've done is we've gone to uh, video conferencing type for our counseling, so our guests will have a session with our advocates one-on-one, and then they love it because they can do it on their time mm. at home, and it saves them transportation costs, uh, babysitting sometimes. And then what we do is uh, we allow them to still continue to receive their material goods, but we do it through a drive-up method. And typically it's 25 to 30 women per day wow. who we're serving not only online but then through the drive-up, and we just prepackage their material good bags. And it's just amazing. And what's very touching is, and if people will go to our Google, they just Google Loretto House and read the reviews, uh, the women that we serve typically do not have a lot of money. And so we are vital to helping them get through this crisis because mm-hmm. diapers, as many of you will know, are like $30 a box. And so when you see how much we can help alleviate some of the monetary concerns. It helps to ease their burden. So with the unemployment situation, our mission is even more important now. And even so much that we outgrew our present facility and we're now adding on to it, uh, we're doubling the size of our Denton facility. And if you hear the banging in the background, (laughs) that's I have carpenters here, and you'll probably hear the compressor kick on, which it sounds like, you know, a rumbling, but uh, it gets pretty noisy in here. (laughs) But we anticipate that about November 15th, the uh, expansion will be complete here, and we'll have a total of 6,600 square feet, and we'll be able to serve as many as 40 to 45 women a day. So we're very excited. And the official grand opening for this facility will be the feast day of Loretto House, December 10th. And so we want to invite, certainly we want to invite Bishop Olson and our local priest, our benefactors. Uh, We'd love to have you and Dave here doing a a, a remote telecast. Oh, definitely. It's going to be a big day. That's very, very exciting. And I'm sure all the listeners are, don't mind the background noise at all because it just means that the good work is happening. That's progress. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And which kind of leads into the point of, so you all have been in Denton. How long has Loretta House been open in Denton? We're going on our, I guess this is about our 13th year. Wow, 13th years and now expanding, doubling size, which is insane and the reason that this interview came about is because i was scrolling through my facebook and i happened to see that you guys had posted about buying a lot of land in or had been given a donation um to buy the purchase this lot of land in flower mound texas which is very near my parish very near my home um to build Uh a second facility it's a place i drive by quite frequently off of uh, morris correct um yes and so how did that come about oh it's just another one of the miracles of Loretto House and how our Blessed Mother continues to open doors. Uh, we just we had a benefactor who uh, wishes to remain anonymous that uh, allowed us to acquire a choice piece of property. I mean, this is a, a property that we could never have afforded. Mm. And I mean, if I had to pick a location to build a, another Loretto House, this would be it. And so 
that's that's happened. We got it. And another thing is, uh, we had an architect who has come forward who's offering pro bono services on that. And we anticipate by the time we get through all of the permitting process, I'm hoping to be able to break ground probably about next February or March. And with the construction time, it take a little longer because this will be a a large, very intricately designed facility. It's going to be our flagship property. It's going to be so beautiful, probably about 6,000 square feet. And I would anticipate that we will have the grand opening on the feast day of Our Lady of Loretto in 2021. So that's kind of what we're gearing up for. But the, the town of Flower Mound has just gone crazy over this. I have got so many people calling. And on our Facebook page, I think I've got about a 1,000 likes already. Wow. The excitement is just, it's growing because so many people are so excited to have a Loretto house in their community. And I know that your parish, St. Philip, uh, they're going to be partnering with us to help and uh, we ask that any of the other local parishes that want to join us in uh, helping to uh, get this done with our capital campaign that will be coming. So uh, this is an expensive project, mm. and it will definitely, I'm estimating we'll probably serve 5,000 women in sessions within two years at that location. Oh, my goodness. Probably the same as our dental facility. Uh, we just have so much need. Mm. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Very excited. <laughs> yeah, definitely very exciting. I am talking to Randy Bullock. Can, can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> I definitely can tell that you're excited. <laughs> I'm writer that it's I'm like, talking. Let's get started. Exactly. I want to build it. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very excited to drive by there and just see the progress. Just a reminder that I'm talking to Randy Bullock, who's the executive director of Loretta House, which is currently in Denton and is expanding its lo- Denton location because the need is just so strong. Um, and they are also expanding to Flower Round and hopefully we'll have a, a new facility there in 2021. Um, a reminder that if you would like to help support this amazing ministry, you can go to LorettaHouseBenefactors.org um, and there are multiple upcoming uh, donation opportunities that we'll talk about in just a moment. Um, but you talk about the need in the Flower Mound area, and it's so amazing how God works. I don't know if you all were looking to ever acquire um, a property in Flower Mound or not, but a few years ago in that same area, we did have a pregnancy center that has closed down. Uh, we also have a Planned Pre- um, Parenthood that was in Louisville that has, uh, thank goodness, been closed down for quite a while as well. But the, yeah, the need is definitely there. Yes, and we had been looking at Flower Mound uh, for quite a while, and we know that the the Loretto House model works, and it's unique, and so it will work in any part of the Metroplex. Uh, I have dreams when I'm kind of sitting in bed at night thinking, okay, well, where where might we go next? (laughs) And uh, I'll give you a a clue. The uh, third Loretto House, if God willing, I would love to see in a prosper location near St. Martin de Porres. That mm. would be my my choice. That would kind of triangulate um, our services up in this area. But we're open to anywhere. If someone has a piece of land that they wish to donate that uh, would be appropriate, we certainly would look at uh, anywhere that there might uh, might be an opportunity. It's a great time to mention that on the air. You know, anyone with that piece of property, 
up in that area. <laughs> Now's your time to contact Randy. Um, so yeah. like we mentioned many times, this is a beautiful ministry, but it also does take a lot of hands and a lot of um, monetary donations to keep it running to help the women and men in need. Um, and sometimes what can be a really trying part of their life if there was an unexpected pregnancy. Um, so you talk about, I think there's North Texas Giving Day is coming up. Did you want to talk about that? Yes, and that's in about three weeks, so I would strongly urge and I would even beg your listeners to please start a what they call a fundraising page, uh, and you can just go to, just Google North Texas Giving Day, and then you can search for Loretto House, and there's instructions on there on how to start your own fundraiser for Loretto House, and if you can do that and then encourage your friends and you could set the amount at whatever you want, but that would really help us uh, if you can do that. And also, um, if you go to Amazon, uh, we do have a needs list. And you can just uh, – actually, the best place to go would be to our donor website because it has all the links for all of these things. So if you just go to LorettoHouseBenefactors.org, that's kind of your one-stop shop for how best to support us. Absolutely. So LorettaHouseBenefactors.org and North Texas Giving Day, September 17th, Thursday, September 17th this year. Yes. So mark your calendars. This is a time, like uh, Randy said, to you know start a fundraiser for Loretta House to keep uh, the work going. So for not especially since this has been a pretty rough year, not everyone may be at the place where they can help financially, but I know that you all do need help voluntarily. And I again, this has been a year where may not be able to be in-person volunteer at this time, but on a regular basis, what kind of volunteer help do you need? We have um, a situation with COVID where we really couldn't bring as many volunteers into our facility as we used to have. However, there still is a need for, for instance, we have uh, women's groups at the churches that make beautiful prayer shawls mm -hmm. and baby booties. Uh, they knit these beautiful items. We still need those. There are opportunities for, like, homeschool groups to maybe bag diapers at right. their house and then bring them to us. I would suggest if they just call our facility, uh, we will work out a way that they can help us uh, off-site, and then hopefully someday we'll be able to bring everybody back in when this crazy pandemic is over. Absolutely. Well, like you said, there's always a way that I think that people can help, and those are some very great ones. I uh, just want to remind everyone we're in like the last couple minutes of our interview of the week. I'm Cecil Anderson. I've been talking to Randy Bullock, who's the executive director of the Catholic Pregnancy Resource Center, Loretto House, which is uh, clearly fulfilling a need because they serve thousands of women every year, and now they're expanding to Flower Mound, where they hope to serve many, many more women uh, if they are hopefully able to groundbreak early next year and have a facility open there off of more in uh, 2021. Um, so, Randy, before I let you go, I'll mention again how people can go to donate, but is there anything else that you want to make sure that people are aware about? Any other news that we should know? Yes. Uh, one important aspect of our services is the, uh, the faith support that we provide. And we have a dedicated team of uh, faith companions, we call them, who can pray with our guests. And this is something that a volunteer can do at home because often uh, we will coordinate phone call conversations with uh, our 
guests, and they need people to pray with them. So that's another thing that I would encourage people to call and discuss uh, with our faith uh, companion uh, director here. And another thing that's coming that's exciting is we are going to start uh, offering doula services very Mm -hmm. soon. Uh, We're in the process of working that out and trying to make uh, some good advancements on that. But that's a a very much-needed thing that our moms love, and it's usually beyond the reach financially. And, of course, at Loretto House, all of our services are totally free of charge. So if we're able to offer that, it's just another reason for, for women to come to us. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much, Randy, for talking um, to me today. Uh, just a reminder that North Texas Giving Day is coming up on September 17th. And if you are planning on doing some donating that day, the Loretta House is one of those very, very worthy causes. Um, so please look into that. You can find out more about how you can uh, make financial donations or to uh, fulfill their wish list of things that they need to help these uh, mothers is LorettoHouseBenefactors.org, LorettoHouseBenefactors.org. And uh, just a reminder, if you call for prayer um, or any other questions you might have, uh, the number is 940-380-8191. Again, thank you so much, Randy, for taking time to talk to me today. Thank you, Cicely. You have a blessed day. (laughs) You too. Uh, Just a reminder, this has been the KATH 910 AM interviews of the week. If you have any ideas of anything that's happening locally and it's Catholic, please email Dave Palmer at Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. We are always happy to learn about upcoming things that we can talk to local people about and spread the word. This has been Cecil Anderson. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. With appreciation to donors past and present, 2019 was an outstanding year for the Catholic Foundation. We invite you to learn more about us, our recent milestones, and how we've positioned the Foundation for several new initiatives online at catholicfoundation.com. Thanks to donors who generously expressed their charitable vision, contributions were in excess of $27 million last year, a larger total than the previous two years combined. In terms of grants awarded, the impact was equally large. Last year, we awarded more than $33 million through 2,100 grants to over 660 organizations. Today, our foundation is strong, based upon a community of compassionate people making a positive impact in the Dallas area and beyond. Looking ahead, we're confident the Catholic Foundation will continue growing even stronger as we build upon our legacy that serves the here and now and the future. Good afternoon, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful Labor Day weekend. And this is the KTH 910 AM interview of the week on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And my name is Dave Palmer. Diane Xavier is uh, running the board, producing this program. And we're going to be talking for the next 20 minutes or so about a topic that really has been the subject of the interview of the week on a number of occasions. And I always enjoy this topic because I get to speak to married couples who really love each other and have put a lot of investment into their marriage, into their families. And part of their story has to do with the worldwide marriage encounter. My wife and I have done one of them, and the couple I'm about to introduce you to has been involved literally for 
many, many, many decades, and they've done countless. <laughs> well, they, they, I guess they are countable, but they don't know how many they've done. But before I introduce them, I do want to thank uh, Fred and Jenny Monger, who initially had contacted me and said, hey, let's do an interview about uh, Worldwide Marriage Encounter. And then they got their friends, Ron and Judy Peckney, uh, to do the interview. And Ron and Judy joined me. I'm going to give a little bit of bio about them and tell you about them, and then we'll get them into the conversation. They worship at St. Elizabeth Anseton Parish in Keller, and they have been bar- married for 56 years. I liked, uh, I was joking with them. They were married before I was born. Uh, 1964 is when they got married. They have three children, five grandkids. Their youngest is um, at Nolan, I think going into Nolan Catholic High School. And uh, they did their first marriage encounter in December of 1975. Wow. They've been involved ever since. In fact, they used to head up the whole national effort for marriage encounters. So enough bio. Ron and Judy Peckney, thanks so much for being uh, on the program today. Nice to talk with you. Well, you're very welcome. Um, and I know you're together, but in separate rooms, and it sounds like you're in studio with me. It's so crystal clear, so that's good. My modern technology is awesome. Um, Ron, let me start with you. Um, let me First of all, I'm curious, back in 1975, what inspired you to, yeah, as I guess a relatively young married couple, been married, I guess, for a couple decades at that point, uh, what inspired you to do the, the marriage encounter personally back in the, in the mid-'70s? Well, it, it, it's interesting because of the fact that uh, we thought we had an absolutely great marriage. And um, in the parish that we were in, in <clears throat> excuse me, in St. Louis, Missouri at the time, uh, I had gone to a men's club meeting um, and and got a ride home that evening with my best friend. And he started uh, to talk to me about marriage encounter as we stayed, uh, excuse me, stood in our driveway when he was dropping me off. Uh, he said uh, he'd like me to do a worldwide marriage encounter weekend, which I had no clue what it was. I said, but we have a good marriage. He said, well, yes, that's why I want you to go. I said, but we don't have any problems. And we don't need that. He said, you're actually right. You don't need it. You deserve it. I said, but we have a good marriage. He said, yeah, that's where <laughs> I want you to go. <laughs> now, if it sounds like it's repetitious, it truly is. And we stood there from 1030 <laughs> until 130 in the morning, him trying to convince me to go on a marriage encounter weekend. Uh, I finally said yes, simply to get him off my off my driveway. <laughs> uh, but, but um, we did go, and frankly, it was one of the best things that we've ever done for our marriage, just from the standpoint of uh, the, we had been married, uh, it, this was <clears throat> in 75, so we've been married for 11 years at the time, um, but it gave us a different a different outlook on, on, the, on, the, on our sacrament, different outlook on, on our marriage, and it, 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 it made a true difference um, in the two of us, and that's why here, 45 years later, we continue to stay involved because yeah. of the fact that it, it daily makes a difference in the relationship that I have with Judy. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, that, that guy obviously knows knew that you did eventually sign up. Are, are you still in touch with him? Does he realize just how incredibly involved you all have gotten over the last, uh, gosh, you know, many, many decades? Because, uh, boy, that, that, well, that conversation bore a lot of fruit, didn't it? Well, it did, and I finally said that I would go on. I would go on his. <laughs> I would go on a silly weekend if he drove us there, if he picked us up, if he paid for it, and he watched the kids. <laughs> uh, 
and without without hesitation, uh, he finally said, "Okay, I'll do that. What else?" Um, and so he gave me no he gave me no excuse to get out. And uh, frankly, uh, they did drive us there, and they picked us up. Um, and uh, we've been friends with with them uh, ever since. Unfortunately, Bob passed away a number of years ago, uh, but we still keep in touch with Barb. And in fact, uh, here before all of the COVID stuff. Uh, entered into our lives. We went to St. Louis and we spent some time with Barb. Uh, she's still very good friends of ours and we mm. keep in touch. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So we are talking about the Worldwide Marriage Encounter. And as I mentioned, Judy Peckney is Ron's wife. And Judy, I'm sure you've been asked this question uh, thousands of times in the 45 years since you've been doing this. What is Marriage Encounter? And maybe you can give your own perspective of how it's uh, blessed you personally and also your, uh, your, your marriage and your family. Well, the first thing I'd say is um, a Worldwide Marriage Encounter is a gift. Uh, it's a wonderful gift for um, any married couple, uh, for any of our priests or religious, because we also open the weekend to them to have a, a better understanding of their vocation and appreciation for what God's calling them to. So, uh, so that's what it that's what it is in a nutshell. Um, but Worldwide Marriage Encounter is the uh, the largest uh, pro marriage movement in the world. We've been around for more than half a century, and uh, it's developed in country after country, so now we have a marriage encounter experiences in over 90 countries around the world. So uh, it's an, an opportunity for um, a couple to uh, spend a weekend uh, really learning to communicate on a deeper level, to begin to understand each other on a deeper level, uh, to, uh, to kind of listen and, and learn about each other uh, in a new way uh, to really grow an appreciation for um, the beautiful sacrament that God's called them to. Um, but it's just, it's really an opportunity to just be together in a way that you can eliminate all the distractions uh, that pull on us all the, all the time. And really now more than ever, um, this is a gift for couples and their relationship because our families, our couples are under so much stress, um, you know, especially in the, in the last six months. And, you know, we have couples both working at home um, or, or maybe not working at all because of the, the, the cut downs and jobs and, and that kind of a thing who are under terrific financial stress who are trying to homeschool their children or help their children navigate going back to school with, you know, masks and distance learning. Um, all, all, these, all these huge pressures without the benefit of, of most of the, 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 net, the safety networks, the social networks, the, the friend networks um, that we've taken for granted for so many years. You know, you, you, you can't reach out and, and just hug each other, uh, you know, when you just need a little lift now and then. Um, many of us, you know, can't even go to, to mass on a, on a regular basis. So many of our relationships have come down to, to virtual. And so just that opportunity to, um, to spend time reconnecting as a, as a couple um, is, a, you know, that's, that's really one of the beautiful gifts that, that we have to offer. Because when Ron and I went on our marriage encounter years ago, um, you know, I would say we definitely had a good marriage. We were, we were happy. Um, but we were very much... Um, 
kind of in our separate lanes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, lots of lots of individual things that we were doing. You know, we, we were taking care of kids and, and jobs and involved in our parish in many ways, involved in our community in many ways. Uh, but when we took time to look at that after our, our, our weekend, we realized that many of those things were um, just things that we were doing singly or separately. There wasn't a lot of times when there are those separate paths would intersect. Um, and, and really, even when they intersected, it was usually for the benefit of, of someone else, you know. So to take that time um, that weekend to um, really, you know, we really fell in love with each other. Yeah. all over again. That is um, awesome. I, I, want to, I want to point out also as we continue our conversation about the Worldwide Marriage Encounter with Ron and Judy Packney from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller, uh, there is a virtual weekend coming up next weekend, September 11th to the 13th. So it's uh, Friday through Sunday, September 11th to the 13th. And so you don't have to get in your car and drive somewhere. You can do it uh, right there from your home, which is a whole unique experience. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, and also uh, what the cost is and, uh, you know, any, any other uh, details about it as well. Ron, let me bring you back in the conversation. You mentioned the story about and in both you and Judy have mentioned, you had a good marriage. And who is the, the marriage worldwide marriage encounter for? Let's say somebody's on the brink of divorce. Is that for them? And if they have a, they, they just can't imagine their marriage getting any better. <laughs> or they're, they're talking to each other all the time already. I'm guessing the answer is all the above. But uh, who, who is, what kind of couples are, are suited for the, the marriage encounter weekend? Well, it, you're absolutely correct, Dave. The, the marriage encounter weekend uh, is for couples uh, of, of, of Catholic faith or of any faith. Uh, it's designed primarily for couples with good marriages who want to want to make them better. But we've we've done many a weekend where indeed there's couples who've who've got the the divorce paperwork signed, and it's it's simply a matter of, uh, of passing it on to the to the lawyers, uh, and and subsequent to the weekend. They've torn up the divorce papers. Mm. Now there is a there is a worldwide there is a worldwide marriage kind of weekend that has been developed for couples who've got troubled marriages and and, and addictions and the like. Uh, that's that's branched off of worldwide marriage encounter, and that's called retrovi. It's of the same it's of the same kind of a pattern uh, for couples with troubled marriages, but. With respect to just those who who seem to have trouble communicating, uh, who have who have what what they consider to have some problems in their lives, uh, the worldwide marriage encounter provides a technique of communication where indeed the husband and the wife have the opportunity to share a whole lot more about what's going on inside of them with their spouse, so their spouse begins to understand a little bit more. Uh, about the person themselves. It, it, the, the technique of communication that we talk about on the Worldwide Marriage Economy Weekend allows people to see inside of their spouse in a whole different way. And, and when they do that, uh, as, they, as they spend time talking, uh, what, let me just speak to what I have found. That technique of communication actually helps me to understand me better, hmm. what it's like for Ron Peckney to have a specific kind of a feeling and in in that ilk, it allows Judy to understand what Ron Peckney is really like with that kind of a feeling too. 
so that in 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 the future, as as something, you know, we're in a we're in a roller coaster of life. So the kind of things, anger, upset, distress, the, those kind of things, it's not a one time in your life. It's going to come back, and the next time it comes back, since Judy and I have talked about those kind of things in the past, she gets a little bit better understanding of what I'm like when I'm when I'm feeling that way. It's not necessarily going to be the same, but as we communicate back and forth, which is primarily the, the whole focus of what we're talking about here, we get to understand each other and we get to understand ourselves better. So the bottom line answer to your question, I think the Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend is for any couple out there, husband and wife, who want to, in fact, take that marriage that they've got and make it the best that it absolutely can be going forward from that particular time. And Judy, I'm sure one of the gratifying things about for you and Ron and having been involved for, you know, over 40 years is the seeing marriages changing, seeing the the beauty, the results of a worldwide marriage encounter. Are there any stories that come to mind or just kind of uh, maybe even anecdotally of what you've seen in, in other couples besides your own marriage and how it's impacted them? I think the, the 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 thing is that um, we see couples who it's like I it's like pushing a reset button and couples all of a sudden view their marriage differently and because they view their marriage differently they they take it more seriously I I, I remember having this aha moment on our marriage encounter that um, our marriage was a vocation. And I knew that, you know, from, from years of Catholic schooling, I realized that. But, but seeing it in a different light as a vocation, it kind of elevated it and made us want to work harder at our marriage. And I, and I think that I've seen that in so many couples. And it can be in big and small ways. Um, I remember friends early on who um, kind of went to the weekend, um, not quite sure what they were going to get out of it. Um, they didn't become very terribly involved in marriage encounter afterwards, um, and they were both already involved in the church, but again, they were very separate. They had five little kids, and she always handled the kids, and he always handled something different. And um, after the marriage encounter weekend, um, they, they became more of a family unit. Um, he took a greater participation in, in really helping out with the kids. And, and when they went to church on, on Sunday, um, you know, they sat together rather than, you know, at, at, at bookends mm-hmm. with the kids. So, so little, little ways like that. And we've also seen couples who have had spectacular changes in, in their lives. As, as Ron said, couples that had some real serious issues and couldn't get past the hurt, even when they'd gone to marriage counseling and, and things like that, um, who, who suddenly realized that, okay, it wasn't just about me and my own needs. It was looking at each other and what God was calling us to. We had a, a couple that went on a marriage encounter a number of years ago, and she was a very faithful Catholic, and, and he was an atheist. Um, and yet he gave her that gift of, of going on the weekend, realizing, you know, there would be a priest there. Uh, and, and it wasn't an instantaneous thing, but gradually, um, as, they, as they continued with their communication and their involvement, and he was more open to, to church, and, and um, really the whole concept of God, 
um, he, he became a Catholic. Um, we have a, any number of friends who um, were childless for many years and kind of uh, maybe had dabbled at the idea of being foster parents or uh, adopting. And there was always something that kind of held them back, you know. And, and after marriage encounter and, and really uh, connecting with each other on a deeper level and being able to, to talk about those things in a different way, um, they, they kind of opened their hearts to the idea of, okay, maybe we can open our homes too. And I, I think of two families right here in, in the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area um, that had that change of heart and, and uh, began as foster parents and, and, and now have adopted those children and, and how the lives of those children have changed. You know, so you, you, you go the, the spectrum, but I think for most couples it's just it is a new understanding uh, of each other and, and feeling valued and affirmed and accepted. Um, you know, we all yearn for that um, unconditional love. It's like that concept that's out there, and we can't quite touch it. And, and I think the weekend helps us to experience that, uh, to recognize that, and, and, and to, to take the risk of, of uh, you know, Putting, putting our own needs aside and, and really reaching out for each other. And the other thing I would say is um, for our priest, because, again, this is a, even though it's a marriage encounter, this is an opportunity for our priests and our religious to go, not just to have an understanding of marriage, certainly that's helpful to them, but an understanding of their own vocation. And, and we know countless priests um, who have told us how their vocation a priesthood has has been awakened in a whole new way. Some who have told us that really this saved their priesthood um, because it can be a lonely life for our priests. I, you again, we talked about the the pressure that our couples and our families are on nowadays. Our our, our priests are under enormous pressure to you know, to fix everything, to, to help yes. nurture their flock that they can't even see. And so many times that's a lonely journey. Uh, we have one priest friend in particular who, who talked about, um, uh, you know, in the early years of his priesthood, he had all these um, high hopes and dreams and, you know, just got kind of eaten away by all the responsibilities and obligations. And And on his marriage encounter, he had this aha moment that, hey, Priesthood is about relationships, you know, not just my relationship with God, but my relationship with my people. And so there's just countless miracles like that. It has an impact, I believe, on every couple or priest or religious that attends the weekend. Not in the same way. Everybody doesn't get the same thing out of it. But it, 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 there, is, there is value there, and, and something happens, and something is gained, and an appreciation uh, for, for God in their, in their marriage. And so many couples have told us just that appreciation for um, getting to know a priest uh, on, a, on a personal level, because the, 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 the priest is not there just as a, um, you know, as a chaplain on the, on the marriage encounter weekend. He actually shares his own experiences, his own journey, 
uh, in life, and it and it opens that door uh, to more intimate relationships between you know couples and priests and families. And that is awesome. Um, uh, yeah, Julie, let, let, Ron, let, let me close it out because we're just about out of time. But I want to make sure that we give the specifics for what's happening next weekend. Again, my guests are Ron and Judy Peckney, and they've been involved in a Worldwide Marriage Encounter since 1975 when they took theirs, and then the very following year they started. Started, uh, assisting. They have not stopped. And so they encourage all married couples to um, prayerfully consider doing the the merit worldwide marriage encounter virtually next weekend. It's going to be Friday, September 11th through Sunday, September 13th. And Ron, if you could just um, give us the, the lowdown of what's going on, how people register, and also how 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 will you be doing it virtually, and how will that be different from a tif- typical worldwide marriage encounter retreat? Sure. Um, the the virtual weekend is absolutely the same as as those that we've had in the past in the non-COVID environment. Um, the, the dfwme.org is the website. dfwme.org is is the website where you can indeed uh, apply online uh, for the for the virtual weekend, which is again. As Dave said, September 11th to 13th. Uh, when you do that, you'll notice that there's also uh, a similar weekend in in November when you go on to that site to apply because you'll have to select the specific weekend. Uh, but they are virtual, and and what that amounts to is the fact that once you apply, uh, in order to participate, you'll you'll have a packet that gets sent to you, which has the workbooks and the paraphernalia that in fact go with the weekend. Uh, but you will be invited by virtue of Zoom, Z-O-O-M, Zoom, uh, what happens now to probably be one of the most widely used uh, websites for, for meetings and such. Uh, you'll get an invitation to a Zoom uh, conference, and it will indeed, once you, once you do that, essentially that confirms that application. Uh, so on Friday night, it starts about 8 o'clock. You'll get that Zoom invitation allowing you to, to log in. And you can participate in that weekend uh, from the comfort of your own living room. Uh, since it indeed is virtual, it doesn't make any difference where, where you live. And in fact, on this weekend coming up September, uh, we've actually got a couple from Tennessee, as I remember, uh, that is registered for that. Uh, because the virtual environment allows you to participate with your computer no matter where, in fact, you're, you're at. The application fee, uh, the normal application fee is, is $100, uh, and that's payable on that, on that website also. But indeed, uh, the virtual weekend, just like the Worldwide Marriage Encounter weekend, is such that uh, we don't want any couple out there who would like to participate uh, to to not to be deprived of a weekend. Each and every couple out there deserves to have a weekend. So if in fact you you the the one hundred dollars is a is a trouble for you, uh, there is a there is a phone number on that website and you can call that phone number uh, and we can make arrangements for you to attend anyway. Um, but it is again September eleventh through thirteenth uh, and it'll be virtual. 
All right. Uh, thank you for that information. Yeah, go ahead, Judy. Got about a minute remaining. Uh, what did you want to add something to that? Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say is, you know, we're, our lives are, are surrounded by Zoom conferences nowadays. Yeah. And so a couple might say, oh, my God, I couldn't stand the idea of being in front of the computer all weekend. Um, it, 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 even though it is on your computer, it is not like you are sitting in meetings or lectures or whatever for hours on a time. The presentations, most of them are relatively short. You listen to the couple in the Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 